I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're gonna combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, we are here with my good friend, Michaela Thomas. Hey. And we're just sitting here discussing Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is on Friday. And I have all of my, my dining room table right now is full of craft stuff because I help my son make little Valentines with like their juice boxes with Reese's glued to the sides for wheels. And they say, you make my heart race. They're so cute. And Michaela's <laughs> shaking her head at me because she, where did you just go? <laughs> because I am not that mom. <laughs> I'm I'm the mom, or my kid ends up being the kid that nobody wants to get the Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh man, it's just a bent up piece of paper with no candy. <laughs> like you don't even sign their name. Like who's this from? Like <laughs> so that's oh me. My God. But to be fair, Michaela has six kids. So like, and I only have two, and only one in school. So and even then, it's just preschool, and he only has nine Valentines Which to make. I think is so much more competitive. I have oh, you two think so? In preschool, absolutely. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those moms come in with like Ziploc bags, do they? Okay. Like cellophane, whatever. So I guess I'm that person that's like, <sighs> you're you, you are just keeping it up, making. I'm just it keeping. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm being that mom Good in the point. preschool. He is successfully cool still. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yes, Valent- I guess I just talked about Valentine's Day in my last episode, but I've recorded two episodes this week, so it still hasn't happened, even though it will be over with by the time this airs, but I'm also doing another Galentine's tomorrow, which is actually Galentine's Day, because did you know that Galentine's Day is an official date? No, absolutely. It's February did 13th. Not know that. I learned this. It's a Parks and Rec thing, so mm. February 13th is, like, officially Galentine's Day. Anyway, there it I'd is. have one on Monday with, like, my Bible study people, and then I'm having one tomorrow night for the church you're hosting. people that I'm hosting yeah. that you can't come to because you're going to be in New York, so Boo-boo. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's dive in. Today, we are talking about something that I find is very, very important because I'm in a couple of... I'm in multiple Facebook groups and because I'm a surgery wife, so I have a surgery wife group and I've got doctor wives and I've got mom groups. I'm in all these groups, um, which honestly I mute a lot of them a lot of the time because it blows up my feed. But (laughs) I feel like there's a very common theme that I see women posting about a lot. And that's this idea of like, I don't know how to make meaningful connections in my new city or in my current city or wherever they are. And it's just this struggle because they have all these friendly acquaintances. Like you see moms at the preschool pickup or you see people at the gym and you say hi and you're on a first name basis, but then it never goes past the like, how was your weekend conversation and the stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so I uh, wanted to have Michaela come on and talk about how do you get past the friendly acquaintance status with people 
and get into the deep connection people because I find that she is very very good at this and so I wanted her to kind of talk us through how do we do this you know what I mean and it's been a long road of her figuring this out and me figuring this out I don't know (laughs) a lot of uh, self-reflection a lot of Mm self-reflection and lots of phone calls to her good friends and which I appreciate because I she's been taking this very seriously and I think we've talked a lot about it mm-hmm. and so hopefully what you what we're going to say is helpful to someone right um and so before we even start I just wanted to read this quote that I found on Instagram that I follow her the Instagram account is at Lizzie Jank her name is actually Rachel Jankovich and she wrote this book that I'm currently reading, but um, she has this series on Instagram right now about being a friend, an adult friend. And it goes right along with what we're going to jump into. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's super long, but I just wanted to read the beginning. It says, way back in the olden days of my youth, I was a runner, but I was a runner whose running life was made up of 80% showing up to sprint workouts someone else had planned. I learned to love running as a 400 meter runner. Later in life, every time I would get wistful for running, I would head out to fail entirely at something I already thought I knew how to do. Turns out a mid-30s mother of seven is not a 16-year-old sprinter. Shocker. Here's the tie-in. Nothing is wrong with being a young sprinter, but I just can't be that now. What I needed to do in my 30s was learn an entirely new skill that confusingly is also called running. So it is with friendships. How you friend in college is not how you friend in your mothering baby years. How you walk with strollers is not how you encourage one another in caring for parents. The more you try to do it the old way, the more you find you can't. Resentment and sorrow abound. Why can't we all just be 16 still? Many, many women are refusing to learn the skills they need to be a friend going forward. It's different out there. And the quote continues, but I think that's basically the gist of we need to let go of this idea that we're not 16 anymore, which is hard. (laughs) For sure. The funny thing is, so um, during one of our many conversations about all of this, um, you brought that quote up. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fabulous if you had started there. <laughs> I, I found it like, late. I found it like two days ago. On, so <laughs> I just kept thinking like, how, how do I define my friendships? And I, and I was like, I can't talk about this topic because it's so personal. It is. My friendships are so personal and they've developed in different ways. And it wasn't until um, one of my other friends um, I, I have, I would say like these, uh, just a small, small circle of core friends, like three to five, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I turned to them like, why are we friends? You know, like how did this happen? <laughs> are we friends? So, also <laughs> kind of ask that question. Yeah, like, seriously. Um, so that's really funny. But um, one of my friends posed this question. She was like, well, I think the real question is, why do we think we need friends? Why do we, right. why is it okay, not okay to have a friend? Yeah. Which really just makes us think about like what we're actually looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, that quote that you just read is really our jumping off yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Like, recognizing what it is that we need. And I think that she says that in there. Like now I am a mid thirties mother of seven. Yeah. So it's going to look different. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I started. And that's okay for it to be different. Totally. 
Because I think that's something that is the first hurdle is to realize it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Second hurdle is realizing what am I actually looking for? That's what you talked about, mm-hmm. right? So meaningful connections are going to look different at different times of our lives. So like, how has this been true for you? Like just thinking about where you were at 10 years ago versus now and everywhere in between and all that. Um, so um, like you said, I've got six kids. So 10 years ago, I was 25. I just had my third and for me, that was a really a solid drowning phase of my life. <laughs> I just sunk in the water, you know, it was just a lot to suddenly balance. And so I realized that I didn't have a ton of time to offer, but that I needed time mm-hmm. to find myself again, just to breathe, really, yeah. to get yeah. my head above that water. And um I think at that point in my life too, I I just motherhood and marriage and all those things looked so different. So right. when I asked myself, which I think subconsciously is what I actually did, because I didn't say, "All right, Michaela, what do you need What's right, going now? On right now?" It was more like, "I'm dying." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that subconsciously, that's what I did was, "What do I need right now?" Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. know it's probably going to come in the form of some sort of friendship, but do I need someone that's going to come in who is much older than me and experienced that's just going to kind of mother me? Or yeah. do I need someone who just knows how to party and have a good time and right. who's going to be like my solid Friday friend? Or like, what do I need? Yeah. And, um, and I found what I needed. Yeah. You know? So how did you figure out what you needed just subconsciously, I guess? You didn't like consciously think about it. I don't think... It was super, super conscious. Right. Conscious. I would say I remember having a moment with my husband um, where I was like just, you know, a sobbing mess on the couch. And I was like, this is not what I thought this was going to be like. This was not the kind of mom I thought I'd be like. I imagined something so different that revolved around like snuggle sessions on the couch reading books in a clean house and everybody's happy and so then he was just like you know men fix it he was just like what kind of a mom did you think you were gonna be right and I was like are you serious so anyway then he actually was he wrote out he wrote out a list of things that I was saying at the time and I think that did kind of shape my thoughts because he was Mm -hmm. like well if you want to be the mom that sits and reads sit down and read you know like (laughs) mind-blowing right like (laughs) if you want to be someone snuggling on a couch with your kids you just sit down and do it yeah and I realized at that time like okay I'm gonna have to make choices Mm -hmm. about what is going to be okay to let go of and I think that subconsciously that really honestly shaped everything about me like okay well what kind of a friend do i need right now yeah i can seek for that in Mm -hmm. a person and i think you're you totally nailed it when you said that like it's so personal because like i have a husband that works 80 plus hours a week and like i'm just alone a lot i don't Mm -hmm. live by my family and it's just what i need is so different from what you need and i only have little toddler kids so like adult interaction was what i need you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like i need a friend to go out to lunch with i need a friend to talk about how lonely i am with and like where you're just at this different place and i think it's important to recognize that we're not all at the same place i guess is what i'm saying 
And so what you need, you just have to know what you need. Mm -hmm. And I think like knowing yourself, which is going to take confidence and courage and all this stuff is what it takes to know what you need. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, go on. I think that translates in, oh gosh, it just goes, I feel like we could do like 15 podcast episodes episodes with this, you know, (laughs) let's come back, bring me back a hundred times. My, I feel like, part of recognizing what you want in Mm -hmm. a friend all of a sudden you start to realize that people that are now your friends Mm -hmm. are also looking for what they need yeah so if it doesn't fit right Mm -hmm. it's not on you all the time you know like of course where this is like two people of course we have our parts to play but i think if you can say like I'm Makayla and this is what I need right now. Right. And Grace is looking for what she needs right now. And now does that work? Yeah. Thankfully yeah. it does for us. For us but it if does, it yeah. doesn't or didn't or, you know, also being confident enough in this process that yes. you can say that didn't work. Cool. Moving on. Well, and I, I wanted you to talk about, because yesterday when we were on the phone, you talked about this idea of bravado. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to talk about that for a second. First of all, I thought it was bravado. I promise. Is it bravado? I don't, I don't know. No. I, you know what? This is funny. I was like, Grace, I promise I'm not going to use big words because I will mess this up. I'm not like, anyway. Okay. But then the funny thing is, Grace says bravado. And I'm like, well, obviously, that's how to say it. I think it might have auto-corrected it. it on here. I don't know. So I, I, I was in fourth grade. Okay. And yes. this was a, um, a word in like like a reading it's a mu- is it a music yeah. word or is no oh it's not that's like oh that's like vibrato oh yeah <laughs> so close so close go on go on <laughs> but um and i remember the definition was of this knight mm-hmm. going in to slay a dragon mm-hmm. and he it says the knight showed bravado or he yeah showed bravado i think is what it is please do not look this up to like really really define it but what it meant was that he walked in and he was super courageous to do it he was scared to death on the inside but Mm -hmm. it didn't stop him because the dragon had to be slayed right slain shoot (laughs) so anyway so true um and i think what we're talking about here when we're talking about making friends or just taking a, a friendly acquaintance friend and moving them into more of an inner circle friend that takes courage and that takes mm-hmm. bravado. Or uh. <laughs> or uh. It's probably bravado. I think you're right. I don't know. Um, but it's like, I think when you want those deep connections, you need to put yourself in a situation where that deep connection is going to happen. Yeah. So like, I'm just thinking of the example of like, we, how, like when I wanted to become better friends with you, I just simply texted you and I mm-hmm. was like, hey, do you want to meet? up for a play date slash lunch mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. there's this place here that there's like an indoor playground and like a little cafe and like we just met and like we talked and like our kids were playing and like there was just like this moment that like you know we talked about stuff and I was just like my needs aren't being met because of this 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 and reason and you're just like that's weird I've been thinking about you in this way mm-hmm. and it led to you asking me to help with girls camp which is like the camp for youth ages 12 to 18 in our church Mm -hmm. and like this was like this life-changing experience where we got an even deeper connection for For a week together for both of us right yeah 
Mm-hmm. But the point is, like, what what if I had been too scared to text you? Because, mm-hmm. like, we weren't that close when I texted you. I mean, mm-hmm. we were somewhat close. Yeah, but, like, totally knew each other and yeah, really, like, and, like, being around each yeah. other. But, you know. And, like, we don't ever see each other, like, naturally. No. So, what, are we 30, 40 minutes away from each other? Yeah. We live, there's a distance. Yeah, we yeah. live far away from each other. We're not in the same church. We're mm-hmm. we never see each other unless mm-hmm. we make it happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. so, I think you're the perfect example of where I was like, I see something in her that I like, and that sh- I think she likes me. So like, I need to get the courage to just text her and invite her. And you did not think it was weird for me no. to text you, right? Like, because I think a lot of it's this fear that if we text these people, then oh my gosh, they're gonna think we're weird for inviting them to do this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do instead is we'll text like ten people all at once <laughs> and be like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, the McDonald's play place. Mm-hmm. Who wants to come? And then when no one wants to come, then you like your self worth has gone down. You know what's so funny about that though? Both of those situations are the exact same. You think like, so? Yeah, think about it. Like you send a text out to ten people and they nobody responds, or you call that one person and mm-hmm. she says no. Mm, yeah it's the exact same situation one of them has a much higher success rate so true at least in my opinion and so any of my friends out there listening if you put a humongous group text out there and say hey we're all going to blah 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 if i'm not interested i'm gonna just ignore (laughs) (laughs) who is listening to this right of my friends so um but if you call me and say hey I'm going to this place this afternoon at noon. Does that work? Do you want to go? I'd be like, sure, why not? Let's go. I feel like your success rate is so much higher when you're not just like, hello, is there anybody, anybody out there? And the difference is action. Mm -hmm. I really feel like it's, I am taking action. I want to know this person. I will call this person or text, you know? Well, and I think too, when you send out a big group text, it's more about the activity that you're doing. Like, totally. I want to go to McDonald's with my kids. McDonald's is like where we go in Danville, just <laughs> as a side <laughs> note, because like, there's nowhere else to go. Nowhere. And there's a play place there. But I want to go to McDonald's. Who wants to join? Versus if I'm calling just Michaela, it's like, I want to spend time with you. McDonald's is the means to the end. Do you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. When yeah. you called, I wasn't like, oh, McDonald's? Mm, not interested Ooh. in McDonald's. But I'm like, whoa, Grace, one-on-one. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Totally, totally, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like, that you have to take the risk mm-hmm. and just invite someone mm-hmm. to do And like, even if it's someone random in the preschool pickup line. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, like, strike up some conversations for a few days and then just be like, hey, our boys or kids play really well together. Like, do you want to go to McDonald's? <laughs> Using the McDonald's way too much here. But... What would we do without McDonald's? <laughs> what would we do? Okay, I don't first know. step to making friends. Yes. Find the nearest McDonald's. Yes. With a play place, though, because those are more rare. <laughs> and free ice cream cones. Um, and I think that takes confidence, though, mm-hmm. to invite. So if you want to speak to that a little bit. Well, I feel so... Let's go back to the situation. Yeah. What would have happened if you called and I said, oh, no, we've got plans. You had, you have two options. How many times, this has happened, okay? When yeah. I call somebody, I'm like, hey, let's do this. I have a couple of choices here. I can say, dang, that girl does not like me. Mm-hmm. She's not interested in me. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to come become closer to me. Right. Or... Right. 
And so in that situation, I made it all about me and what that person thought about me. Or I could be like, huh, she's busy. I'll try again another day. Yeah. You know, and it's those moments when we just sit on the fact that it didn't work, that we just really start to adopt the fact that that is all because of who I am or what I didn't do right Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that is just debilitating because why are you going to try again later if you just think that you are the worst? You know, so true. it is. So then, you know, that's hard because I have had those moments where I am sitting in that pile of I'm the worst at mm-hmm. absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. People aren't calling me because nobody likes me. Right. I'm sitting on the couch because I'm not happy. I don't have, you know. Yeah. Um, my friend um, was telling me about, so in our church, we have this um, like a service campaign at Christmas time with um different ideas for every day of advent yeah yeah and one of them was that when the next time someone texts you to respond with something really kind about that person yeah and so my friend's husband waited all day for someone to text him because he was like really committed to this advent and nobody texted him and hurtful like so sad because you're like waiting for this moment and then so he sat in that pile of sadness Mm -hmm. like i probably would have too like wait a second and then it was his wife that was like sure you could sit here or you could text somebody yourself yeah like start the text there are other people out there who are not getting that initial text message why don't you just start it yeah. Which he did. And Success. people responded. Yeah. And they were like, man, that was so nice of you. You're super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. And mm-hmm. just taking action mm-hmm. takes courage. And I love the, what you said about it's not just about having confidence in yourself. Because even if you can't find the confidence in yourself, you can have confidence in the process, which is what yeah. the bravado means. Like, mm-hmm. Confidence that, like, if you keep inviting people, if you keep putting yourself out there, you're bound to pick up on these deep connections. And, Absolutely. Like, the process works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's also, like, a weight loss thing, too. It's like, if you're working out and you're not losing weight, just trust that if you keep doing it, you're going to mm-hmm. lose the weight or you're going to be healthier or whatever your goal is, you know? Um, I think that's really, that spans yeah. so much of just existence anyway. Yeah. You just keep moving. You just keep trying. And yeah. the minute that we stop... And think that we have failed yeah. is the moment that you really have kind of stopped so and it's not working anymore. You got to keep going. Mic drop. Yeah. Episodes over. No. Not <laughs> dropping this expensive microphone. Um, so I want to move into having meaningful conversations because I feel like that's what people struggle with as well. Like mm-hmm. they're like, they don't know how to get past the like, oh, hey, how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how's your kid doing with this thing? Or like, you know, those like mm-hmm. surface level questions. Like, how do you go from that into like having a little bit more of a meaningful conversation to maybe open up the opportunity to invite or whatever sure. it may be? Um, well, first of all, I would say if you're standing in like the preschool pickup line and you're like, all right, what's your name? 
let's talk about the hardest thing you've ever gone through. (laughs) That's a good way to start. Game changer. That's not going to work. They are going to hightail it out of there. So I don't think these meaningful conversations start in the preschool pickup line. They just don't. Or at the gym. Like if you're running next to someone on a treadmill and you're like, hey, something really uncomfortable, respond, please. You know, like that's just not going to work. So I think it's taking people out of that initial situation. So Mm -hmm. like, hey, it's a really sunny day. Do you guys just want to go to the park across the street from preschool just for a few minutes? No one is going to turn that down unless they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they've got to get home, whatever. Yeah. So and then those are those times that you can start asking questions. So for me, I feel like initial conversations are very basic. Like if I talk about my family, is this woman just going to start yelling or talking about whatever? Yeah. Game changer. Not interested. Yeah. But if we're to a park or we've gotten off the treadmill and we're talking in the lobby or um, we're at the grocery store, whatever. That's when I think that you can think of things that you already know about. What is something that you value? Because ultimately, the friends that you are the closest with, you share common values. It's not always common interests either. No, it's not. I think like, what are the things that you value the most? Like if you really value money, then you're going to want to meet people who know how to get more of that or like very business oriented or whatever, Mm -hmm. or you value family you don't have to find someone with the exact same number of kids as you guys there are very few women with six kids out there you know (laughs) although that lady was seven in that uh quote maybe i should reach out to her yeah reach out to her yeah you and i have two kids but we both value family right and so this works you know so um i think starting a discussion yeah. about something that you value yeah and that can be the example you used with me when we talked about this yesterday is like if you're really into interior design it doesn't have to be these deep like soul searching things that you value mm-hmm. it can just be like i'm really interested in like the way i paint my house like so just talk about like hey like we're painting our house right now and like can you believe my living room wall is millennial pink which mm-hmm. by the way my, my <laughs> living room wall is millennial pink but like you know what I'm saying? Like just totally. talking. And then if they receive that, you're like, oh, they're interested in this too. Mm-hmm. And they value this too. And you know. What's so funny is that we talked about that. And I was like, yeah. I would never start off a conversation with, you know, the color of your paint because that's not my thing. Yeah. I would start off with something that was more interesting to me. But if you found somebody that was interested in that, it's going to work. And they're yeah. going to talk. Yeah. What if you present the color of your kitchen and they're like, okay, cool. What? You can just move on. Move on. Yeah. Be like, yeah, cool. And then when we're done with that, like, talk about something different. Yeah. Because I know there there was a friend of mine um, before I lived here that I struggled at first. I wasn't friends with her at first. Like, to know, like, man, we just don't seem to have any interest. And then I finally realized that she was really into reading. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So, like, then I noticed, like, when I would start to... Because I don't... I'm not a huge reader, but there are books that have, like, changed my life. And so, like, I was willing to talk about how books have changed my life. And, like, it just opened up this gate Mm -hmm. of, like, that is what opened the gate for us to talk about deeper feelings. Because, like, the books were, like, the key to, like, Mm -hmm. having this, like, deeper connection. And it was simply started by just being like, oh, what are you reading right now? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm not currently reading anything, but I read this one book this one time. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
So you just can value similar things, like you said, even if you're an avid reader versus like only every once in a while reader. Right. Like, that's not, that doesn't matter, I guess, meaning right. how much you read. It's just, do you value that? Mm-hmm. And um, I think one thing that I've been thinking about with meaningful conversation is like, you need to, to be interesting, you need to be interested. And so like, don't ask questions that you aren't genuinely interested in knowing the answer to. Because totally. it's going to be so hard to listen and like really pay attention if you're like, oh, like what color is your kitchen paint when like you <laughs> don't care? You yeah. know what I mean? Like Zone out immediately. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I oh, think, I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> let's talk about why you would do that. Okay. Why would you walk up to somebody and be like, what color is your kitchen? Okay. Because we've had those really awkward moments. I know I have where I'm like, we have, yeah. Oh my gosh. I am having an outer body experience. Michaela, stop talking to these people. They don't want to continue this conversation. And I think in that moment, I'm like, I want to be their friend. I want to be their friend. I want to be their friend. I'm willing to say anything right now. Yes. Instead of take it easy, you know, like let's let this kind of ruminate for a little bit. Like you said, like, why isn't this working with this girl? Hmm, books. We've got that. You know, instead yeah. of trying to force like this yeah. really awkward, you yeah. know, friendship. Yeah. So. Well, and I think, you know, you talked about this yesterday and this goes along well, like chasing connections versus chasing a person. Mm. And so like you kind of put your feelers out there. You talk about what you value. You ask questions that are interesting and get to know the other person. And like if it feels, you know, right and you're connecting in a way like you need to foster that and you need to chase that connection versus like, I just really want to be friends with this person. I just really want, and like forcing it to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, we're using that word connection a lot. We are. So I'm like define connection and all these things because I was like, what makes this a deep connection? What the heck is a deep connection? What does that even look good like? Good question. And um, so it, it comes down to certain core parts of what even make up like an overall connection. Like, are we connected merely socially? Are we yeah. connected because intellectually we think the same or value the same or whatever? Or are yeah. we spiritually connected? Or um, what were some of the other ones I was thinking? Why would you know? They're in my head. <laughs> But I, I wrote them down somewhere. But different connections. Emotionally, Emotionally yeah. connected or physically connected. There are those relationships there out are. there. Um, and so I think that, and I might be wrong, but I feel like I've seen this in people. They're like, I just want this deep connection with yeah. a person. And this person is going to look like this and do these things. And we're all going to enjoy this. And, and this is how they will meet every single person need of mine Mm -hmm. physically emotionally mentally whatever Mm -hmm. and i think that's when we really lose the opportunity absolutely to make friends absolutely because i have friends who are you know 21 with no children Mm -hmm. and i have friends that are 86 and you know and i and i have them for different reasons they fulfill different yeah aspects different connections for me right they don't have to be this all-encompassing person. Yeah, right. And I think when we're chasing after that, you know, we lose so much. We kind of talked about um, if we have this idea of what our friend looks like, she's basically my same age. We basically have the same amount of kids. We believe the same things. We value the same things. Then we immediately just start checking people off the list. Well, I am not going to talk to them, not going to talk to them, not going to talk to them. They are not my type. Right. You know, 
where, and I know you can agree because mm-hmm. you have people that are all different. Yeah. And I think that comes down to, I don't know, loving. Not judging. Yeah, just stop judging. Like yeah. looking at them and being like, actually, so um, another thought that I'm kind of having that's all going to tie in. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I taught fitness for 10 years. Yeah. And the lady who taught me Zumba is what it started with. She was so awesome. Her name was Margarita. Mm. And I and she was much older than I was. And I, and she took me to this master class. I'm not going to give away too much information because just what if this person's there? Okay. So anyway, this other a master class is just when a bunch of instructors get together and then they teach a huge group. Mm-hmm. And this one particular instructor got up there and I like make this super snarky, unkind comment. Like, mm. oh my gosh, that lady, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like as an instructor and Margarita, so wise, so kind, not judgmental, looked at me and was like, if you can't learn something from everyone, you're going to miss out on a lot. And I was like, okay. Mic drop. It really was. And honestly, at the time I wasn't prepared to be mature enough to receive that to yeah. be honest because it wasn't until I was putting this together that now I'm looking back 10 15 years down the road and I'm like dude I want to be that woman who is just shaking her thing in her 50s or 60s maybe you were 40 I don't know but like <laughs> you know she was confident she knew what she wanted and all these things and all I could see was this woman that was not my type you know not doing things Mm -hmm. that i thought she should be doing right i missed out big time right and i we talked about this in the last episode with my friend brielle but it's this idea of when you put yourself up on a pedestal Mm. where you're better than other people because you know you have nothing to offer me or i can't learn anything from you like you are missing out on the ability to connect yeah and like that's just the bottom line and so i just think that's you can't be vulnerable with people you can't connect with people if you're up on a pedestal and everyone else is below you for sure it's funny just even as you were saying that like my thought turns to oh shoot people listening are all of a sudden thinking wow she was a real jerk at that point you know (laughs) but what just happened exactly we've all had those thoughts that's exactly what i need to get to is that we have all had those thoughts and if we can't make ourselves vulnerable and admit that we're not perfect people, mm-hmm. then there are always these walls. And I think that's another reason we can't make connections yeah. with people. If we're always trying to, this one particular friend of mine, um, Jen, she and I were talking about this. I did not like her at all mm-hmm. in the beginning because she saw through every single wall that I was building. Like, oh, I've got at the time maybe four kids and my house is always clean and I am always putting nutritious meals on the table and I worked my butt off to make sure that those things were happening. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't me. And she yeah. saw through that and called me out and I'm like, we're not going to be friends because if you can't get behind, you know, yeah, this facade, yeah. it's not going to work. Um but she is my closest friend. Yeah. We are so vulnerable and honest with yeah. one another now. Right. She was willing to wait for me. She gave me that space. Yeah. For me to become vulnerable. Well, and I think and that's honest. important is like not everyone's on the same timeline either. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes my 
I've gotten to a place now, and I think you're here too, where like I'm willing to be vulnerable a lot quicker because I just I recognize the value in mm-hmm. it. Where you know, ten years ago, it took me a very long time. Like mm-hmm. you know, I grew up painfully shy and just that, which just really means there's a ton of walls mm-hmm. around my heart, you know. And so, like, just tearing those walls down and realizing the value in it was just something that it, w- it was fortunate that people were willing to wait for me, yeah, I guess. They you know gave what I mean? You that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, same with you. It's like you have these friends that, like, waited for you. And, like, are we doing that? Like, are we giving people the time that they need? Are we willing to wait for people because we see something good in them? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Totally. I'm thinking of you and that friend with that book. Like, yeah. you saw something and then you waited. Mm-hmm. and didn't automatically just disregard it because it wasn't the this like snap of a friend that just fell in like right those right. are very 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 rare yeah friendships do take work on both parties yeah yeah from both parties from both parties, on both yeah. parts <laughs> <laughs> um so Michaela sent me like a little thought outline before we did this episode and so I wanted to read a quote that you sent me Um, And then get your thoughts on it. It says, The ability to create deep friendships stems from personal self-worth and self-thought. Creating deep friendships is about creating peace with ourselves, recognizing that our past is nothing more than a completed event that we are able to find value in. Once we recognize our own value, then we are able to begin the work of creating deeper connections with people. The difference between deep connections versus casual friendships is our ability to be vulnerable and receive the vulnerability of others. We initiate vulnerability in others by asking questions and then listening. Being vulnerable doesn't mean we are opening up the can of a crazy past, but that we acknowledge we are not perfect and can talk about that while accepting the raw and realness of others. Never judging, always learning. If you can't learn something from every person you meet, then you are missing opportunities to make real connections with them and with yourself. Right. And so, you know, I'm like, don't open up the can of crazy past in the preschool pickup line you know like (laughs) you will get to a point with someone who truly values you where you can do that but it stems from recognizing that you yourself are not perfect I think like hey my house is not going to always be clean and and I have skeletons in my closet so when I am approaching a person Mm -hmm. I am trying because mm-hmm. I fail all the time trying not to judge them right what can I learn from this person recognizing that like if they have this like you know super shady past or whatever that that is part of what makes them yeah. who they are today yeah. so what am I going to learn from that like right there's such a difference too. like I mean I can't even give like a great example but if someone is just like oh yeah I've experienced this this and this in life and that's not something I would hope to have ever experienced mm-hmm. if i'm like interesting let's ask i'm gonna what te- teach me about that tell yeah. me what you've learned from that and then just yeah. listen mm-hmm. immediately they're like huh normally when i share that part of myself i can tell right away if people are turned off by that or right. whatever and i think just asking questions and listening allows people to then just become vulnerable and then right. that just is what really connects yeah people together well and i think also with the crazy past seeing it as an event versus like totally it applies to yourself too because mm-hmm. like if you're so caught up in being like because a lot of times the reason we have walls in the first place is because of our past right like oh i got hurt by this friend or whatever happened or i went through something horrible 
And so just being like, that is my past. That is what has created who I am today. And being at peace with that and being like, this is me. Yeah. You know, oh, man. this is me. <laughs> Sometimes I think uh, even using the word past gives it like this. Well, that's how I used to be, mm-hmm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm so much better now. What I love, and I think it was something that Liz said in mm-hmm. Liz Pitcavage in episode two. Go back yes, and listen to you. it. It was so good. Um, she said something, or maybe she didn't say it, but she led me to some of um, the Instagram accounts that she had followed. And I, maybe I found it there. But um, a lot of times we talk about our before and our after pictures. Mm-hmm. And this idea that like this before was my bad version or my ugly version or my yeah. fat version or whatever, yeah. you know, or my bad past version. Right. But now here's my after and I'm so much better and whatever. The idea of getting rid of both of those words and being like, this was me during high school. Yeah. This is the version of me during my early 20s with yeah. little kids. This is the version of me now. And not one of those versions is actually better than the other because they are all interconnected. So yeah. those were versions or those were events. Those were things that took place that I took part in. Yeah. That I can teach you so much about myself because I've experienced those things. Right. And I think we get really excited about just really defining what a true perfect friend looks like for us. And yeah. we're probably never going to find it in the version that we have created. Yeah. We'll be, you're always surprised. It's true. In the end by who gives you what you really need, you know? Well, and it's the same with life. It's like what you think your life is going to look like and what it actually looks like is never the same. <laughs> so what your friendship, <laughs> what you think your friendships are going to look like and what they do could look like if you're willing to put yourself out there just totally different right and like that's not bad it's Mm -hmm. good even Mm -hmm. um just to wrap up i wanted to go over one last question it's like what is the best specific concrete advice that you would give to that girl who has a bunch of casual friends from the school pickup sorry we keep using that (laughs) example but you know that's where i'm at in my life right now (laughs) um or etc at the gym or wherever and they're craving a deeper friendship what are some specific steps that she can take to get where she wants to be Um, I think the first thing I would do is start with myself and just say, hey, this is a risk, this, but I'm going to be courageous and just go for it. It might not work. So I would start there just by building myself up, build, maybe listen to this podcast. She builds me up. She builds me up is really all about (laughs) yourself, ladies. It is. (laughs) Interesting, actually. And then I would just say, do it. Go in there and slay that dragon. It's not going to happen any, any other, other way. way it's, it's just true. not it's true there it just really doesn't and then when i have this calendar up on my wall that michaela saw and and then we were like oh my gosh this goes perfectly with our episode today mm-hmm. so i'm gonna end with reading this quote um it's from i got this calendar from the awesome with allison podcast so if you want to go listen to that that's great anyway the quote is from ryan holiday it says we talk a lot about courage as a society but we forget that it it at its most basic level it's really just taking action whether that's approaching someone you're intimidated by or deciding to finally crack a book on a subject that you need to learn you've got to start to go anywhere Mm, i love it so just the point being that like if you want to have a deeper connection you have to be willing to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and like for me it's like think about like i always like to give myself the courage 
what I always do is I say to myself, would I think it was weird if I was the other person? Yeah. Good. So like if I was Michaela receiving a text from me saying, do you want to go get lunch? Would I be like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. And like 99.9% of the time, the answer is no. Right. It's like, why are we so afraid? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I was in the preschool pickup and one of the other moms said to me, hey, it's a nice day out. Why don't we take our kids to the playground? I would not think that was weird at all. So why am I so afraid to say it to them? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. like there's fear on both sides. Anyway, I'm going to end with that. I would just like to thank Michaela for being here and for taking this so seriously. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) In the best way. Like my people are the people that take things seriously. So (laughs) anyway, um, I just really appreciate our friendship. And I just appreciate that you would be willing to come on here and talk about something that I feel that you're very good at. And like I feel like you build me up so i will just end there before i get teary so thanks you're welcome (laughs) thank you if you are liking what you're hearing on this podcast either in this episode or other episodes i would love for you guys to leave a review on apple podcast and share this episode with your friends and family if this message meant something to you i know so many women struggle with making strong deep connections and hopefully this episode can help with that If you want to follow along for podcast updates, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. My handle is at shebuildsmeup. Hopefully I'll see you next week.